Hello and welcome to Bandcast Movie Trash. I'm DB and with me as always is Aaron Minogue. Hello. And Jared Levin. What's up? And we just got finished watching Point Break from 1991. Yeah, not the remake. <laughs> not the remake. We won't even speak about the remake here. There's only one Point Break in our book. That's right. And it's the one directed by Catherine Bigelow. Came out in 1991. Opened number four. Opening weekend behind... Terminator 2, which took number one in its second week. And if we remember, we determined in the last episode that that was directed by James Cameron, Catherine Bigelow's husband at the time. Whoa. Oh, yeah. So his movie, second week, comes in number one. Hers, opening weekend, comes in number four. Kind of a bummer. It came in also behind 101 Dalmatians, the reissue, and Boys in the Hood. Goddamn dogs. Boys in the Hood was good, though. Boy, oh, Boys in the Hood was good. Boys in the Hood was good. So there's no, there's no information about how much the budget was. It made $8.5 million to Terminator 2's $20.7 million. Again, Terminator 2 had more than twice its budget, and it was Terminator 2's second weekend. Damn. However... It beat, and I found this interesting, it beat Naked Gun two and a half in its third yeah. week and Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves in its fifth week. So it's got something to show for it. Suck that, Kevin Costner. Also, because yeah. we mentioned it, I think we mentioned it maybe back in Stranger Things podcast, but uh, it beat Thelma and Louise in its eighth week. Thelma and Louise oh, really? was down there. But just interesting that this is like, uh, this is a big movie year. A fucking Terminator 2. Dude, that's tough, man. Terminator 2, Boys in the Hood. Screw 101 Dalmatians. I like 101 Dalmatians. It's a reissue. Big Disney fan. Yeah. Dude, it's not even animation, is it? Was it? Was it like the real life? Yeah, one? yeah, yeah. This is the animation. This is the reissue from 1960s, 61 oh. or something, but they re released it in theaters. Um, yeah, it's the animated one. The live action came like in the late 90s, I think, or maybe early okay. 2000s, but. Yeah, kind of sad when, I mean, I remember seeing this poster in the theaters and probably because I went to see Terminator 2 in the theaters. I think it was yeah. like my first R movie or something. I think my first R-rated movie was Ghost. Also Patrick Swayze. Ooh. Love him. And uh, actually, Sam one of the interesting things that uh, came across was it during this awesome foot chase after the uh the the bank robbery that we'll get to uh when he's still in the ronald reagan mask and it's that crazy frenetic foot chase through like the alleyways uh that was not patrick swayze in the mask that was a stunt person because patrick swayze was over in europe doing press for ghost wow. yeah you know when kiana decides he's not gonna shoot his friend or quasi have sex with him because there's a lot of like like well he hasn't he hasn't decided that he's not gonna have sex with him but he knows he's not gonna shoot him until he has sex with him <laughs> not until he seals that deal but you hear people talk about this movie and they're like oh there's like all these homoerotic uh, like undertones and I'm like I don't know about that I mean I'm open <laughs> to that to that kind of reading of a of a text I'm I'm not so sure that it's there I think it's more of like this is kind of a person that he wants to be but not necessarily like it's a dude wanting to have sex with uh, Patrick Swayze. Just everybody that Patrick Swayze's had sex with. Was was he known for like getting around? Was he a stick man? No, just in the movie. Oh, in the movie. 
Bodie was Shag and Lori Petty first. Oh. So it's like Brandy's brother to Kanye West with Kim Kardashian. It's the exact same thing. (laughs) (laughs) But who is Brandy's brother? Who is that? Ray J. Ray J. Ray J. That's right. Yeah, Ray J. He would have been a better, I mean. He's a side dick. Yeah, he would be a good piece of side dick, wouldn't he? God, do people have side, is that what they call it? Side dick? Yeah, that's what Jared just said, and I liked how it sounded, so. It sounds like uh, Siamese twins or something that gets separated, and now one of them's got a dick on his side. Or like, uh, you know, a twin that you consumed in the womb, but then you have like this dick hanging off of your thigh. Okay. Or like when you're just brushing up, you're just brushing the side of your dick on someone. (laughs) Oh, on the bus. I just gave just a bit of side dick there. It's the only thing that makes riding the bus worthwhile. Yeah. Oh, man. It's like Patrick Swayze or Gary Busey. What side dick do I want? (laughs) Well, Aaron, I mean, come on. There's no contest there. It's Busey all day. Come on, Jared. Get with the program. Got that experienced dick. (laughs) And we're talking about real Busey, not baby Busey. No. But baby Busey will be there. (laughs) He'll be watching. and Lurking in the corner. And wiping away a tear. (laughs) Doing his own little side dick stuff. Yeah. Patrick Swayze, awesome. Gary Busey, awesome. I think we all can hands down agree on that. Uh, The one thing that drags this movie down is going to be Keanu Reeves, man. He fucking sucks. (laughs) He's like so (laughs) lacking in any vitality or energy or charisma. He sucks in this movie. (laughs) He sucks in a lot of the movies that he's in. I would agree with that. I, I hate him in The Matrix. I think he's awesome in John Wick. John Wick, he's so great. You haven't seen that one. Oh, you got to see John Wick. He's he's awesome in that. He finally found a role that like totally fits. I don't remember if he works in Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure, but I think he kind of oh, does. Oh, he's excellent in Bill and Ted's okay. uh, Excellent Adventure. That's good. That's good. <laughs> he's he wasn't even acting in that movie. That's just how he plods through life anyway. And then they're like, "Here, we need you to play an FBI agent now." And he's like, "Totally." Dude, he it's just like he has nothing. He's deadpan. Every time he tries to throw emotion into it, it feels like like uh like a fifth grader when they're trying to act. I don't know. I mean, I like I like Keanu. I'm not trying to shit on him, but like, man, you just got to find the right roles for this guy. He kind of ruins this movie, but uh everybody else saves it. Who would you have had play him instead? I am so glad you asked, because I actually have a list of names here. He was not the first choice. Let me run down this list. Hmm. Yeah, let's do it. Charlie Sheen. Oh. I don't think he would have necessarily worked. I think he would have been too distracted by it being Charlie Sheen. And I also think he's not he's not kind of like big and strong enough he's kind of a he's kind of a thin wiry guy he's a tiger guy yeah oh yeah this is the prime of his cocaine career when it was still fun well no i think his prime of his cocaine career has been the last couple oh that's true he's he's always finding higher heights to climb on that mountain of cocaine uh which is why we love him charlie sheen's great (laughs) i mean i love charlie sheen i just don't think he would necessarily work uh, opposite of Patrick Swayze here. Yeah. What about Johnny Depp? Mm. Oh yeah, I forgot about. Twenty One Jump Street was out around that time. Yeah, this might may have been post Cry Baby. 
pre-Edward Scissorhands? I think so. Uh, I'd have to look that one up. I mean, he would he's awesome. I don't think he necessarily would have worked either because I think you got to get somebody um, bigger and stronger. Like Keanu Reeves is, you can kind of feel him being like that big, strong guy. He, he's all right physically, but just the acting. Okay, there's two more. One, uh, Matthew Broderick, which I think we can strike right off this fucking list. Yeah. Oh, no God, never. And here's the one that I think would have made this like, close to a cult masterpiece. Oh, my God. I can't wait. Val fucking Kilmer. Oh, Val oh. Kilmer. How awesome would he have been? I there's I think there would have been something too similar about him and Patrick Swayze though for yeah. some reason. That's a good point. That would be hard to tell them apart. Yeah, the blonde and the blonde hair and those intense eyes. Val Kilmer is so fucking good in Heat, and if you could have taken that Val Kilmer and put him here, I think that would have been fucking great. He's got that. See, because one of the things they do in here is they try to have Keanu have that like kind of crazy edge, like he's there's something boiling underneath. But with Keanu, it's like there's nothing boiling; it's just lukewarm water. But with Val Kilmer, you get that edge, right? Keanu is just room temp. And he's never going to get above that, which is why he's so fun to hang out with, I'm sure. Are you saying he's too Canadian for this role? Is that what you're trying to tell me? He's not Canadian, is he? He is. He's Canadian? Keanu's Canadian? Oh. He's Canadian. Wow. Stop. That makes a lot of sense. This explained everything. Yeah. <laughs> wow. I can't believe I didn't finding this out just for the first time today. I thought he was Hawaiian. Uh, no, well, he, he's got his grandfather's like Hawaiian. Oh, okay. And then they left Hawaii to go to fucking Canada. Hey, people make mistakes all the time. <laughs> that's that's true. No, it's funny you mentioned Keanu Reeves. There's this, there was this play called Point Break Live. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny I mentioned Keanu Reeves out of nowhere. <laughs> Wait, point, point Break Live. Yeah, so the cast is like, you know, they cast all these people and um, they pick from the audience. They have all the lines from Point Break and then whoever they pick is Keanu just reads the cue cards. Oh, wow. I love that. That's hilarious. They do that up here. Somebody was just talking about that to me when I told them about the podcast. Yeah, my friend was uh, in one of them. In Hol- he did the one in Hollywood a couple years ago. So I got in for free. You know, I would have been perfect for it. But, you know, they picked someone else. Cause- That's who they should have cast in the role was Jared. Yeah, <laughs> but I, I could see you as Bodie. You're more Bodie. That's true. He is more Bodie. Yeah. I am more Bodie. <laughs> um, there's a part when he goes in and the guy is like, we don't drink, we don't smoke, we don't swear. And Keanu tells him that he takes the skins off his chicken. Oh, yeah, when they go swimming. I was just going to say that was one line that I remembered because I remember the first time I watched that movie and heard the skins came off the chicken and I was like, there's no way I could ever be in the FBI. I am like, I'll eat nothing but the skin if I have the option. Oh, is that what he meant? I was going to say, like, the skin is kind of the best part. Yeah. Right, but it's like the most fatty and it's not good for you. So that's when he's saying, we don't drink, we don't smoke. And he was like, I take the skins off my chicken, sir. Oh, is that what that means? That's so fucking crazy. I thought he meant like I rip the skin and like and nosh it down. But 
because that's such a more manly thing you think of like eating everything like my wife will eat the fucking bones she'll gnaw on the cartilage <laughs> like she eats everything and i'm a pussy when it comes to that shit she's not gonna be in the fbi if she's eating chicken skins well i think she Tell you that. <laughs> she might You're she might disqualified. actually be she could be she could be spying on me. She's eating the chicken skins as a way to throw everybody off the path that she's in the FBI. It's true. If you're I, eating chicken skins, you're going to the NSA. I mean, her being undercover is the only way to explain why she would sleep with me. So it's ironic about no smoking and drinking from Gary Busey, though. <laughs> oh, I know. Yeah, I'm not buying it. I'm like, I'm like, all right, all right. What are you on, buddy? He's like on acid. He hasn't slept in 48 hours. So, um, hmm. there was Gary Busey driving by. So, uh, I love, okay, go ahead. I love how, um, they're staking out. I think they know who the bank robbers are now. They're staking out the joint. And, uh, Gary Busey decides that he's going to, Eat not one, but two meatball sandwiches before yes. he potentially has to chase after people. Should we should we go through the plot? Yeah. I mean, the plot's not complicated. Spoiler alert. <laughs> you know, after there's the shot like of uh, of a surfer, I guess it's Patrick Swayze. It's like some cool surfing shots. Then we get the, um, it's like uh, Utah's first day. I'm not sure why his boss is being such a dick. Utah has a great comeback to his uh, boss who says, uh, we have an asshole shortage this week. And then uh, Keanu's comeback was not, not so far. <laughs> this is weak. Yeah, and he waited till he walked away. Like, you want to be a badass motherfucker, you say to his face when he's still standing there. It was just the best cut, best cut they had. He forgot his lines. He didn't even say it. It was, like, dubbed over. Oh, yeah, that was definitely 80 yard. They were showing the back oh, yeah. of his head when he, when he said <laughs> it. <laughs> so then we got the uh, the bank robbery where we have the, uh, the introduction of the ex-presidents. I thought I missed my calling, and I think... At one point in my life, I could have been a really successful bank robber. <laughs> you could be intimidating. I can see that. But now I got a bad knee, and I just don't know if I could pull it off like I once could have. You got a gimp limp? It's not too gimpy, but I can't have it going. It's, I'm like Keanu in the foot race, you know? Okay. Well, wait a minute. my ass pinched. <laughs> I could still be the getaway driver, so if anybody's listening and wants to rob banks, I'd be down to try it. Okay. You could be like the uh, the driver that they get in Heat. Oh. Yeah. He had a good run there. Or like the driver that, uh, for the case that my dad served as a juror on, who decided, fuck this, I'm out of here, and left while they were in there robbing the bank. <laughs> How fucked would that be if you're in robbing a bank, you come running out and your getaway driver is like, I changed my mind. Yeah. I imagine that's probably got to happen a lot. That's why that's why people overlook the importance of the getaway driver. But you yeah, really got to know that guy and know that he's going to stick around. Or she. Or she. Don't mean to be, you know. No, let's stick with the you got to know that guy. That's good. That's real good. Uh, Aaron's giving me very uh, menacing looks right now. Making, uh. me, making me glad this is a Skype call. Remember, you too can be a bank robber, getaway driver too, little girls. Young girls should not be uh, feel excluded. Right. Once you get to my age where you get put out to pasture, that's when you're the getaway driver. <laughs> when you're a younger girl, you can be a part of the action inside the bank. 
as long as you don't have any injuries. You got to plan ahead, plan your career. Another thing I thought about too is that if like Patrick Swayze gets up or Bodie rather, sorry, Bodie gets up there and he starts giving the crowd a little, how do you do? He's up on the stage, letting everybody know what's going to happen. Yes. I couldn't be the speaker and that would kill me because the voice would be too identifiable. Oh yeah. You have a very identifiable voice. Yeah. So that more made me feel like I have to be the getaway driver. You okay. have to be the getaway driver. <laughs> I can't be in there and watching somebody else up there saying my lines. You mean you couldn't be in there doing a bit? I mean, and they are committed to this bit too. They're in president masks and then the guy, they're talking, they're calling each other Dick and LBJ. And then the guy who's Nixon is so committed, he says he's just implementing our plan <laughs> of deregulation, Mr. President, in the midst of a heist. <laughs> They're fun-loving bank robbers. Yeah, I appreciate that kind of commitment. And given what we know later, that these are surfer guys who just kind of... And this is not anything disparaging to surfers. Jared, of course. That's right. right. Of course. He's about to say something disparaging to surfers. But let me just (laughs) shit the all over surfers. But no, but like... (laughs) <laughs> they're not only are they they're like habitual beach bum surfers, robbers, criminals, lifetime criminals, and they know a full presidential history and politics that they're going to be like shoehorning this in in the midst of a heist. He did a re- he did a book report on Richard Nixon back <laughs> in the third grade. Maybe that's yeah. It. Remember when Spicoli uh, he had that one on one with the teacher, the history teacher. Oh yeah. Now now knowledge has come into fruition. That's true. And then, but one of the things that struck me too is like deregulation isn't the word. I I think you mean redistribution, right, Jared? Nah, man. Deregulation, especially with Nixon. Nixon and Reagan, man. The deregulation did begin under Nixon and then Reagan and flourished under Clinton. But we won't get into that. We won't get into that one. So then we get this argument on Mulholland where um, Keanu and Busey are really kind of starting to bond. Well, they went to the location of the drop car from the that Aaron was driving and ditched up on Mulholland. And this is where Gary Busey tells him his theory about who the gang is, right? Yeah, and then that's when the police laugh at his face. They're like, you old stupid fuck. <laughs> hey, man. <laughs> and then they show, then they show the, the, the Mr. Zog surf wax, which still looks the same as this day. Strawberry flavored. Ooh, I got the coconut. I have written down here, I wonder if the guys, meaning you two, I wonder if the guys use sex wax. I just got my first bar of sex wax with my new board. Uh, I hadn't been using it. I had been using sticky bumps. But uh, Jared, what about you? Yeah, I've, I, 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 I fuck sticky bumps. Mr. Zogs, the one they use <laughs> to incriminate the bank robbers all the way. <laughs> yeah. Dicky Bump sounds like you've already had enough bad luck. The last thing you need is to get caught robbing banks. Yeah. Exactly. Mr. Zogs, man, it's sex wax. Goes in. (laughs) It is nice. I I love it. And it's got the coconut smell. It's great. But I don't get these fucking... And now I know that they're FBI agents and not even LAPD. What the fuck are they doing laughing at his uh, theory? Guys, you got nothing. This is actually a reasonable theory. You're in Southern California. You're finding wax residue. It would actually make pretty plausible sense that it would somehow be related to surfing. Right, Jared? Yeah, exactly. But if Gary Busey is working for you, you're like, this guy's an idiot. You got to take everything with a grain of salt. 
Exactly. You're like, all right. And, you know, here's the other thing, too. Here's the other plot hole of this whole thing. Surfers going to Mulholland Drive. Dude, most most of them don't even want to cross down to uh, Westwood. Even to ditch a car. Yeah. Well, yeah. maybe that's why their getaway driver wasn't, wasn't one of the surfers. Yeah. I don't surf, guys. Maybe it was that who that weird guy who's going to pick him up in the Jeep at the end of the movie. The guy who's kind of like the psychopath. Maybe it was him. Yeah, maybe. Sorry, Aaron. We might we might go very LA here. Yeah, no, that's cool. I actually, when I was watching this, I never lived in LA, but I did live in San Diego. And watching this, I was like, oh man, I do miss Southern California. Yeah, it's way better down here. It is. Huh. Especially San Diego. I'd take San Diego over LA. Yeah, I used to live there too. You know what I was thinking? Another thing that really irritated me was that when he's telling him the whole, he gives him the whole theory down to the wax, and then Keanu's going to go in undercover. Yes. And and he's got one month. He's got a single month to not only, he's got to catch everybody, he's going to learn how to surf too. He's never even picked up a surfboard, <laughs> and now he's got a month to learn how to do that well enough that he can infiltrate groups of surfers that have been doing it their whole lives. Surf locals like the. I think this has got to be modeled off of the Lunata Bay Boys, right? Yeah, Jared? it has to be those fucking tools. They're, they're these tools. Yeah. So, like, as you're saying, so this is like now we get into yeah. Utah buys a board and he goes surfing, and on his first day out, he has to be rescued because he gets held under by a wave. Jared, where the fuck is he? Where the waves are so bad <laughs> down here that he's going to be held under and have to be rescued. <laughs> yeah dude all right all right this is like where it comes like it's so ridiculous <laughs> I, I think he's at he's at the side of county line where there's like barely any ripples away because the, the main spot's the point break hence the name so that place where he got stuck there's barely any wave they, they could at least had him get stuck on a riptide but no he got pounded by a wave like an waist high ankle foot wave i'm like all right <laughs> Which doesn't speak well to his FBI training. They forgot to teach him how to swim. Dude, in the first scene, he's swimming, too. <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. You're not in a pool anymore, Johnny. What about this board now? So he gets rescued, and uh, by Lori Petty, she uh, pulls him out, and she chastises him for being out here on this on this janky board, this like beginner board. I'm looking at that board. And I'm thinking, why wouldn't they give him like one of those big foam soft top boards? Like you teach, Jared's a surf instructor, everybody. You don't teach people how to surf on that thing. You teach people how to surf on a, on a like a big foamy board, right? right? Like a wave storm. That's true. But this was before foam boards. Is there anything wrong with his surfboard? No, there's, here's the thing. That board's <laughs> actually like a pretty decent board. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, so she rescues him. And um, now he's got a, a thing for her. Then they go back. You, he, they find out that her parents died. How did her parents die? Does anybody remember? Yeah, I don't, I don't remember. Doctor-assisted suicide. Oh, yeah. That's right. This is the age of uh, Dr. Kevorkian. That's very contemporary. Yeah, it's contemporary. The deregulation and the assisted suicide. Yeah, there's some powerful messages in this movie. If Gary Busey would have been the one that went in over Keanu Reeves... <laughs> <laughs> There'd be no movie. <laughs> he would have joined forces with them and told the FBI to fuck off. 
I would just love to see them cutting from him pa- paddling into a wave to the like the thin, physically fit stunt double, and just how incongruous that would all look. I would just love those cuts. But 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 to be fair, there were no foam boards at the time. You had to learn. Oh. You had to learn the hard way. There were no wave storms even then. No foam boards didn't really come out until the early two thousands. Really? Yeah, foam boards are real new. Holy shit! I didn't know that. You had to learn. You had to learn the hard way. You had to want it bad. So they find out that Laurie Patty's uh, parents were killed, and then Keanu goes to Neptune's Net out there on a uh, county line, yeah. uh, just north of Malibu, and uh, somehow manages to talk to her without any other customers coming up. I well, I want to say first of all, I think Laurie Petty looks great with dark hair. Yes. With the pop of the blue eyes. I don't know why she's ever done it any other color but that. Yeah. I saw when I was looking her up some pictures uh, recently. It looks like she has the same kind of haircut, but it's blonde and very short. And it's it's not, it's it doesn't work. Yeah, keep it dark. Keanu, I wasn't surprised that he came and lied to her. Now, would you care if Keanu was lying to you, <laughs> Aaron? <laughs> If Keanu was lying to me, no, because I feel like Keanu and I have a better relationship than that. So, yeah, I would. I mean, she's just meeting him that day, basically. So, but now where I am at with Keanu, if he lied, I'd be devastated. What's changed? What's changed over the years? Well, we've just gotten to know each other a little bit more familiarly. Okay. Was he at uh, Lucas's uh, wedding ceremony? He wasn't at Lucas's wedding ceremony. I have to say there wasn't anybody at Lucas's wedding ceremony that I was like, Oh my god. No? No. No, not not in a like looks. But you still started dating Harrison Ford. Yeah, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, how about when he's like out there now and he's gonna learn how to surf because I was convinced Lori Petty, because he's got dead parents too, yes. to teach him how to surf. And he's late into work. He comes into the the FBI with a fucking surfboard in his hand. He's just walking through like what if anybody sees you? Too. You're supposed to be undercover and you're just brandishing the surfboard that you already got your balls broken about into the office. And the boss is like freaking out. And he's like, do you have anything to say? And Keanu's like, I caught my first tube today, sir. <laughs> Which, yes. Okay. Uh, yeah, I would agree. This, uh, this boss has a lot to explain to HR about all the screaming. And he caught his first tube in what? Are we talking like a week here? One lesson. Yeah. Yeah. One lesson caught his first tube. Jared, plausibility. Bullshit. <laughs> okay. Bullshit. He was a kook. Because he's a kook. on top of it all, like it's we'll get to this too when we get to uh, Bodie's, you know, fifty year swell and everything and how they chase the chase the weather patterns. But this is L.A. in the summer to catch a tube. You got to be ducking. It's really hard, right? Yeah, you got to yeah. crouch into especially that in shit. the summer where it's like small. Especially yeah. in the nineties, global warming changed things. It's a little bigger in the summer. But well, El Nino and El Nino was a good year. That's that's what they said. El Nino was good. Oh, but that was like the late 90s. That was like 97. Yeah. 
There's the part two. There should be a sequel. There could be. There should be. Well, we but we skipped over um, Bodie's beach party. So after, yeah. I mean, well, we, we skipped over their their meet, right? So after she's teaching them, that's when Bodie comes up, and it's like it's like, oh yes, finally we're gonna get like some like a cool character. He just like has like this charisma that's like uh, entertaining, and he gives Utah shit about his board again. <laughs> I love Bodie. Yeah, dude. I love what Swayze did with his hair in this too. Or the way Bodie likes to wear his hair anyway. Looks great. Yeah, he really comes off as a loke. What's a loke? A local. <laughs> not a shooby? No, not a shooby. A local. Total, complete aggro local right there. Like, get off my wave, kook. I don't understand why he's giving Keanu shit about his board. I mean, it's kind of ugly colors yeah. to me. But, like, again, everybody's giving him shit about the board. Lori Petty had previously said, what are you doing out here in these waves with this board? And then is going to teach him on that board. Shouldn't she tell him to get a new board? Yeah, that that, that would make sense, though. You gotta keep in mind, this is the 90s when everybody had uh, the, the late 80s. Everybody was all about the neon colored board. Now we're in the 90s. Now everybody wants a simple white board. Hey, Jared, have you ever told anybody to stay off your wave? No, I haven't, but, but I fantasize about <laughs> it. <laughs> Has anybody told you to stay off their wave? Yes, <laughs> in San Diego. I've gotten into a huge argument. I'm like, dude, what the fuck, man? Well, let's hear the story. Oh, did you drop in on somebody? No, I was on the wave. I was inside, and, and this total local guy who looked like Bodie. I'm, I'm, I'm doing maneuvers on the wave, and he's like, "Hey, bro, you got too close to me, man. Next time you're out of here, I'm like, what are you gonna do? Kick me out? Stay off my wave, <laughs> fucking asshole. Mission Jetty is the worst. South Mission, yeah." Did you stay off his wave or did you say, fuck you, I'll be right back there tomorrow, same time? <laughs> yeah, I did. <laughs> you did? You stayed? Yeah, I stayed. I parked near him too. I'm like, fuck, he's going to wax my car. <laughs> After, so we get this introduction and then we get the they're uh, playing um, beach football at night, which just looks like so much fucking fun. Yeah. And uh, that's where Bodie reveals that oh he knows who Johnny Utah is he played he was a quarterback in the Rose Bowl three years ago yeah division one how are you remembering this and then everybody else knows who he is he's like oh yeah oh yeah Johnny Utah they were gonna fight him and then they're like he's like oh you know who this is and they're all like oh yeah I remember that college football how many surfers are paying attention to college football that's true yeah well and also when are you watching football games because I don't see you watching any TV Bodie I see Robin Banks, I see you surfing, I see bonfires on the beach, there's orgies happening at your house. I don't know when you're fitting in college football. Yeah, that, that is a plot hole. And also, that was three years ago, and so when did he blow out his knee, and then he, let's say he was a junior in college, so he has to finish college, then he has to get a two-year law degree, and then graduate from the FBI, all in three years? And then he learns how to surf and uh, infiltrate a group in a month. Yeah. He's on the accelerated programs. Yeah, dude. I don't understand, no, because, like, last time I checked, people in Division One teams, uh, you know, kind of got the easy classes. <laughs> That's true. That's true, too. <laughs> yeah. How's he going to stand up if his knee hurts, too? I never understood that part, either. Knee's kind of important. Oh, that's a great point. Yeah, there's a lot of knees in surfing. <laughs> I mean, surely if I don't think I can handle the bank robbery, how's he going to do surfing? I think he should still try. What about Robin Banks? 
Robbing banks and then surfing. Recommend yeah. for some people. Yeah, I got a hierarchy. But not when your knee blows out, because then you're going to slow everybody down. Well, that's what I'm worried about. It's not even that I'm worried about everybody else. I'm worried about myself. And then Jared's going to be telling you to get the fuck off his wave. Get the fuck off my way. Get the fuck out of my way. Don't jeopardize my cover. <laughs> Speaking of cover, okay, so now then... After they go back to the office with the scene where he's bringing in the board, they decide they're going to go to um, the beach and pull hair samples yeah. to try to find a, a connection. <laughs> oh, I love that one. I always think about this scene, too. <laughs> there may be some federal laws against you just pulling people's uh, hair without their now consent. Now there are. But I don't know. Yeah, after this movie, this movie is when they realize maybe we might need some laws. Yeah, this, this movie supported the Patriot Act. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's very, very right wing, this movie. Yeah, once Wait. the hair pulling law went out, they were like, all right, we need something else. We need to get people excited about giving us their DNA. Oh, what if we just made up Brother Roots Trace back to What if we just sent him back a... Uh, We'll make sure we tell all the white people they're four percent something. Yeah, you, you gotta give you gotta give them a hope of African. Yeah, you gotta give them some culture. That's the only reason they're sending it in. Uh, he, she's just uh, doing this processing while he's standing behind her with a fucking surfboard too. To your point, Aaron, earlier, like who who is this douchebag? <laughs> <laughs> This is where we do get the cool, where they stumble upon the other surf gang, who probably inspired by the Lunana Bay Boys. Um, and this is shot at Doc Weiler Beach, too, Jared. I saw that. Yeah, isn't that crazy? Like, how many uh, scenes are you? Oh, that's Doc Weiler. And he uh, drops in on a, on a guy who then tells him to go back to the valley. Oh, dude, that's the biggest insult. That that That's pretty accurate. <laughs> that's where I live. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, that was like that that back in the day, that was like the hugest insult. Like, it still is. I was talking to someone else, like, yo, man, when someone says go back to the valley, dude, that, those are fighting words. Yeah. Even if you <laughs> know a lot of people don't live in the valley. Well, I don't know. I'd probably lean into it and be like, Yeah, I know. I, I don't want to live in Canoga Park any more than anybody else wants to live in Canoga Park, but what are you gonna do? This is the nineties. I know. I know. People could afford it. But why does he have uh, where is he keeping this pocket knife that he uses to cut Utah's leash? In his butthole. It is a handy place, but you can see ooh, man. If it was a stiletto, because they can pop out, yikes. Well that maybe just revealed a little bit more about D B than we were ready to hear about. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> I only put the kind that you have to fold out. Like that's much safer. But the still the uh the actual stiletto where you can push the button and I had one because you could get them in Italy. And we snuck them back because they're illegal here in the U.S. But I don't know why, because that blade couldn't cut butter. <laughs> and it was a really dull thing, but it was cool. Cause it shunk. Oh, God. <laughs> I couldn't wait to go to the airport and smuggle it back home. <laughs> yeah, well, there's only one way to get it through. My, my dad said, all right, kids, you can have these, but there's only one way to get it through customs. <laughs> but what has daddy said? If it's worth having, it's worth sticking up your ass. That's uh, it's what his pappy told him and his pappy before him. It's been in our family for years. <laughs> <laughs> but we got Anthony Kiedis in the surf gang. Yeah. Anthony Kiedis, 1991s. This is like blood sugar sex magic, Anthony Kiedis. Talk about heroin. Yeah. How do you feel about him? I, You know, I never was attracted to Anthony. I like Red Hot Chili Peppers. I just never had a thing for him. But I okay. do like his braids and his little ponytails and stuff he had rocking in this. It's kind of a cool look, yeah. He definitely makes it his own. Yeah, 
Yeah. I think he's kind of shitty acting. <laughs> like the well, it's it's kind of not his fault or the other guy's fault, but when they have to just mug straight on to the camera, it's kind of cheesy. Well, yeah, he did a good job passing out in the cereal. I've seen the Chili Peppers in concert, and he's he's great singer. I love him as the front man in the band, but he's not like a showman necessarily as far as handling the audience. I didn't feel. Oh, really? I thought Flea oh. was better suited for it. Oh, Flea's fucking awesome. Yeah. Everybody loves Flea. People can be on the fence about Anthony Kiedis. They can see how he kind of grates on people. I think he kind of grates on, on me. That, that that kind of early 90s Anthony Kiedis, I love the Chili Peppers so much more now than I did back then. But Flea, I don't think... Does anybody hate Flea? Like, who doesn't like Flea? Yeah. Even people who don't like the Chili Peppers like Flea. They'll, yeah, they'll say, oh, I don't like him, but I respect I respect his bass playing. Flea's like really the, good bassist. <laughs> I, yeah. bet his, I bet his family doesn't like him. That's how he got so good. That's oh, true. yeah. Yeah, I saw a documentary called Punk Rock Dad, and Flea was the dad. Uh, he talked about his daughter, and his daughter's like, yeah, I didn't like... I, I tried to scrub off the tattoos on his body. <laughs> Okay. Sorry. Well, I know. Somebody, <laughs> is, she, is she okay? Like, is she at a third grade reading level? Has anybody assessed her lately? <laughs> I don't know. She's my age. Let's see how she's doing. She's, th- she's 30 years old? She, yeah, she's 31 or 30. <laughs> and still trying to scrub her dad's tattoos off with a bar of Dove. That's not going to work, sweetie. Hey, they're a Lever 2000 family. Oh, now Lever 2000, you might have a shot. That Ooh. shit's abrasive. Or maybe they should have used Zest. Ugh. Really play into the 90s. Remember those commercials where everybody's like got the towels? Oh, yeah. I don't like that. You're not fully clean unless you're zestfully clean. Oh, I remember those. Oh, the 90s. There was just nothing like them. So then they proceed to beat the shit out of uh, uh, Johnny Utah. And it, they were just going to like beat him up. But then it quickly turned, like, Anthony Kiedis goes from just beating up Utah to attempted murder by trying to choke him with a surf leash in under 30 seconds. Like, that's a real quick escalation, to quote Anchorman. And what was the problem that he got in his way out on the wave? Yeah, he cut him off. And he dinged his board, which is, he did do a shitty move. Yeah, the guy had the wave and he dropped in. So he has to die. Murder him. (laughs) <laughs> it's, the, it's tough but fair you don't go in a point break and snake someone's wave <laughs> and then how about the fact that Bodie has played one game of beach football with him he don't know him and now he's getting into fist fights to save him yeah and now I mean clearly that relationship will be strained here, here, here's the thing about surfing stereotypes that people don't know. A lot of surfing stereotypes, surfers are wannabe tough guys, so they have to validate themselves by getting into a fist fight. Well, Patrick Swayze's not going to get any tickets to see Red Hot Chili Peppers now. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> yeah. Well, too late for that. That's true. He's off the guest list. He's off the guest list. He's, the guest sure. list. he's not going to see Flea do a bass solo. No. And not only is he not getting tickets, he's blackballed. Oh, man. I don't know why we have to bring a race into it. I couldn't help but say that. It's so stupid. Sorry. <laughs> it's all right. <laughs> That's why I just didn't even respond to it. Yeah, yeah. You know what? You did the right thing, Aaron. <laughs> you should be commended for it. <laughs> <laughs> so, right. He steps in. He helps defend him. And then he invites him to his party, which is kind of cool. He's like, come back over to my house. Now they're going to stake out because they think it's Anthony Kiedis' gang. So now the FBI is going to start staking them out. 
uh, very discreetly by parking right out front of their house and eating pizza in the car. And just walking up and down the sidewalk while they switch shifts. Yeah, it's With fun. With Keanu it's good Reeves, times. who's already been identified by these guys. Sure. He's great at being undercover, this guy. He's hiding in plain sight. This is a very shoddily run FBI. But I guess the, the only reason they do it is because it's the only way they could figure to really get it all in one shot, I figure. We can, we can set up that they're staking it out and show the house in the background. And then the audience will know that's what we're doing. Yeah. This is a point break audience is what they're saying. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Are you saying this is not a Thelma and, and Louise like, audience? Oh, I get it. <laughs> yeah. Thelma and Louise is a couple steps up. But we love this movie, by the way. We're not shitting on this one. But uh, there are questionable choices. But I love when they go to Bodie's party. Bodie's party, there are people walking around with open flame torches inside of Bodie's house. Did you guys see that? <laughs> yeah. Bodie's so laid back. I don't care if this place goes up in flames tonight. He can buy another one with the the. Although they're only robbing the till at these banks, they're not robbing the vault. So it's not like they have. They're totally flush with cash. It's not like they're no. running around buying all this bullshit for themselves. They're just enough to survive. Yeah, just enough to and survive. Surf the waves. And surf shitty summer waves. <laughs> Maybe just tell people to keep the open flame torches outside. Just keep them out back. Yeah, man. Looked like a fun party though. Yeah, it was a fun party. So then we get the uh, the real key plot point here, which is that um, twice a century, <laughs> Jared's already laughing, Aaron, twice a century, exactly 50 years, there's a storm that hits off the coast of Australia, comes off the Antarctic. It comes off Antarctica. And yep. I think it was I think it was Bell's Beach. <laughs> There's gonna be a swell yeah. day. It's in Bell's Beach <laughs> from Antarctica that's gonna hit Australia. Every fifty years on on the year. <sighs> Nobody questions that this is not how weather works. I mean we do stay storm of the century, but it's not like they come once every hundred years, so we can just know, oh, it's that time. This is before our surf line. This is when uh you know you would have <laughs> Doug's report at the surf shop. And Doug was drunk half the time. He was like our, he was like Point Break's hopper. He's a surfer's hopper. Oh. He's telling the weather. Yeah. Uh, then they go out night surfing, you guys. Which is sick. Night surfing? Like, that's kind of scary. Dude, I've done it. It is scary. You know, I've, um, I remember one time skinny dipping in the ocean at night. Okay. But that was just kind of like in and out. Was this in Jersey? This was in New Jersey, yeah. I wouldn't have been out there like just paddling around only because I'd be afraid that there's like a critter that I couldn't see. Yeah. How old were you when you went skinny dipping? What was the occasion for this? That's pretty bold. This is, um, I was out drinking with my best friend. We already put that together. <laughs> we, you don't have to say we were drinking. And But I wasn't 21 yet. I don't know how old I was. I was probably not too far off. From turning okay. 21, or maybe I just had turned 21. And her mom and her aunt were out too. The four of us were out. Her mom and her mom's sister. And then I'm guessing you and your friend, you guys had like had a tickle fight on, on shore, just helping to like our listeners to really get into the scene. No, me and her mom did. Oh, okay. All right. But, and, sh <laughs> and she looked like uh, Mike and Nancy's mom from Stranger she, Things, right? She looked like a Phoebe Cates or like okay. the girl in Fast Times at Ridgemont High. 
Oh, the girl in Fast Times and Rishontai went in the pool. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I also went skinny dipping in the ocean in San Diego. But it was noon. No, uh, well, you know, I don't know. I mean, yeah, Jared went skinny dipping. It was two in the afternoon. That's why he can no longer rent within five hundred yards of a school. <laughs> <laughs> My origin story. <laughs> so I used to, when I would drink at this place called Ocean Beach, this hippie town, I would like end up at this house every time I got drunk and they, they, they would be drinking out in their front yard and they always invite me. So we would always get drunk. And then one day the, the old dude at the house was like, let's go skinny dipping. So me, him, his roommate and his girlfriend come in and we're like, all right, let's take it off. And we're going to, and we jumped in. <laughs> okay. I'm not being prompted to go skinny dipping by an old grizzled man. <laughs> that's not who I'm. I could. <laughs> yeah. You, you know, that's Aaron. Aaron's all for that because if he, especially if he looks like Matlock. Oh, now forget we're talking. about it. <laughs> oh, he kind of did look like Matlock. Matlock was like the dude, dressed <laughs> Do like Do you the remember dude. the address? Okay. Now, can you talk slower for Aaron and kind of like <laughs> let, let the mood simmer, you know? He dressed like Matlock, if Matlock dressed like the dude from Big Lebowski. You went skinny dipping on the urging of an old grizzled man in a bathrobe? He, he let me punch him in the face once, because I, I told him I was training in boxing, and then he did. He gave me a wrestling takedown. He said, punch me as hard as you can, and then we went skinny oh dipping. Oh my god. So how long were you guys sleeping together for? <laughs> well... For these guys in this movie, uh, one thing I noted is they're going to go surfing at night. The wave is breaking right on shore. There's no room to surf. And then it cuts to a huge wave that they're paddling out to. Yeah, five foot. I remember five foot glassy. (laughs) So this is really weird. The shots of them surfing here at night are really cool. Like they're cool looking, but then like it's like at night. So it's really hard to see. I don't know why they had to set this really... Because it's hard to get those shots, especially in the 90s. Like, there's no GoPro. But they're, it's really cool surfing, and there's like three or four of them taking off in the same way. But it's at night, so it's like hard to see. Yeah, and, and, they, and they mention it, because you can do it on a full moon. Because if, if you do it at night on a full moon, you can kind of see, because the wind's dead. Well, because we, we are up to the point where uh, Utah and Lori Petty, they have sex on the beach. Um, that was great. Now, Aaron, you went skinny dipping, you had a tickle fight on the beach, but I don't know, sex on the beach, guys, it is a very coarse, grainy place. Not great, even on a blanket. Yeah. Do you know that from experience? No, because I grew up out in the Midwest. Oh, um, I lived in San Diego. I could tell you all about it. I'm not surprised if Jared had sex on the beach. Yeah. How is it? Um, it's what you say. Um, oh, it is what I say. I am right, huh? Um, you know, don't do it after you swim. Do it before you swim. Oh, why is that? Yikes, bacteria, right? Well, I used ocean water to clean, um, you know, the consensual, uh, partner. <laughs> okay. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, with like a bucket? Is there always a, a cleaning that takes place before consensual something happens between yeah. you and a partner? <laughs> Is this like a baptism? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, but why do you say swim after, not before? Because when salt water sticks to sand. Ah, um, you see that? See, I was, yeah, That's this is my impression. It's like, you know, the your image of the beach is it's like a very nice clean pristine place but when you're there it's it the sand it's is filled with all kinds of stuff it gets everywhere 
it's it's kind of like a good filthy. I mean, I, I love it, but I'm still not going to have sex around it, probably. If I mean, I don't know. Depends on what beach, too, you know, that's the other thing. On a blanket, or I don't even think they were on a blanket, which is crazy. Like You need a blanket. Not on a blanket. And then what does Keanu do the next morning? Rolls over, shows up to the thing. To a raid, an FBI raid. I don't see him get a shower. Yeah. Oh, yeah, he's going to have that stink on him. He's going to have sand all in his, like, all in his scalp. And a UTI, for sure. Oh, well, he had one of those before. (laughs) He gave it to Lori Petty. (laughs) He got it from Bodie. Well, because they shared a wetsuit. And they peed in that wetsuit. I would pee in a wetsuit if I was wearing one. There's no question about it. Yeah, DB doesn't. (laughs) He refuses to do it. (laughs) No, I do it all the time now. Oh, you do now? Uh, Oh, yeah, all the time. Yeah, I was... Because I was told when I was buying my wetsuits, you know, they were like, uh, you know, try not to pee in it because it'll, you know, because that's how they get like that rotten stink to them and everything. But actually, you know what I just did recently is I just took a clear shampoo and just uh, I cleaned up all of my wetsuits off with that. They're fine. Yeah, they're fine. Now, what I am working up to is I, I am going to try taking a shit. <laughs> <laughs> it's so fucking disgusting. Okay. But yeah, Aaron, as you're saying, he shows up late to a fucking FBI raid. That's not how it happens. You don't just (laughs) all say like, hey, show up here at nine o'clock. Whenever you feel like it. Yeah, you start at the office and you all go together. Like, this is insanity. And not only that, he shows up and then they're going over on the walkie-talkie. Okay, here's here's the plan. Here's what we're going to do. No, you do that back at the office. Days ago. Yes. (laughs) Now we're all in place. Let's talk about what we're going to do here. Oh my God, it's insanity. Um, No one's ever eaten Cheerios with beer. That's ridiculous. That's what one of his uh, gang members is doing just before the raid. Yeah, that that scene blows my mind. That's putting it on a little thick. You know, I would argue really quickly that I know a gentleman that goes by the name of Hopper. And I wouldn't be surprised (laughs) to see... Him having some Cheerios and beer. The only reason I wouldn't see him doing Cheerios is it might be a little too healthy for his taste. Yeah, it's it's not on his food pyramid, <laughs> which consists of Skittles, beer, and uh, leftover pizza. He's doing smacks and beer. Oh, he's definitely doing smacks. Oh, yeah, that's right. We did see him eating honey smacks. So how about the guy next door mowing his lawn? This whole raid goes down. Um... It gets all fucked up. They're, they have an arsenal. They're shooting all over the place. And there's a guy next door mowing the lawn. Never heard any of these gunshots. Not one. He's surprised when they come rolling out. He was listening to his Walkman. Because he didn't hear this, he's still running the lawnmower, which is important because then one of these surf dudes is going to be holding uh, Johnny Utah's face up to the spinning blade. And Gary Busey's solution to save his friend is to what? Shoot the fucking motor? And then it stops just before his face hits the blade. He doesn't shoot the person who's trying to hold Keanu Reeves' face to it. He shoots the motor of the lawnmower. And it just miraculously stops. He was probably hoping for a ricochet. (laughs) Yeah, take me out of this fucking movie. (laughs) 
hopefully this will come right back at me. He's like, he's like, hopefully people will just think this is Nick Nolte. <laughs> he does, yeah, he is a very Nick Nolte. Gary Busey in this too, when he, after he tells him to get him the two meatball sandwiches and he brings them back and he scarfs them down, he says, I'm so hungry I could eat the ass end out of a dead rhino. I should have made you get me three. I'd be more impressed if he was trying to eat the ass end out of a live rhino because those things have got a kick. And if you're able to do that, that says to me, you're even hungrier than the one who's going to go after the dead rhino. And that says to me, who are these people who think that they're, oh, look at all these hot dogs I can eat. Oh yeah, Kobayashi. Well, fuck that. Can you eat your food while it's still alive? That's a competition that I would watch. That's That's an eating competition that needs to start taking place. So they are, this is up to the, the scene where they are staking out what they believe is going to be the last bank robbery because now they've put it together that they only have like, what, a week or two weeks or something before they're going to skip town because they deduce that it, they're following the weather patterns. Uh, so they're outside this bank. And of course, it's because Utah is going to get the meatball sandwiches that they miss the crew running into the bank with their masks on. Reeves runs up to them totally blows his cover to stop them when they're coming out of the bank. And then it gets into this foot chase. This foot chase, by the way, is fucking awesome, right? Like, this is all handheld cameras. This is actually, I guess, really cutting-edge filmmaking at the time. And it was a really complicated shoot, apparently. And you can kind of tell it when you're watching this. You're like, all of a sudden, this jumps out at you. Like, this is a really cool action scene. There are, like, other cool action scenes in here, too, right, when they get to the skydiving. But this thing is fucking awesome. I loved it. I thought before they went to stake it out, Keanu knew that it was his buddies. I think after this whole stake out with the cops, then we start figuring out that. Yeah. Odie. I think that's right. Because he, he doesn't know. he They just know that this gang is going to be leaving soon. But he, they don't know yet that it's Bodie. No. But I thought he said he went to him and said, I like basically was following them around. They The two of them went into the bank. He was in there for half an hour, came out, and he was like, they're casing the joint out. Oh, you might be right. Damn it. I forgot but he, this. But he still should not have blown his cover like that. It's crazy because not only has he not blown his cover and now blown his cover, but then after he does it and he doesn't catch him and he, well, he doesn't shoot him because he shoots his gun off into the air. Then he just goes back home. He goes to Lori Petty's house. Yeah. You are swept away into a safe house at this point. Dumb, dumb, dumb dick. It's insanity because of course, then what happens is Bodie shows up and going to take him skydiving. Well, before that, he says to Lori Petty, I have to tell you something. It could really affect uh, the relationship between you and me. And she like silences him. She's like, no, no, don't. You'll tell me when you're ready. I would be like, oh, you're going to tell me right fucking now. (laughs) Yeah. What have you done that's going to affect? He was just too... It didn't seem like a thing where he was like nervous to tell her that he loved her. He looked like he was like, you know, he he shit on the carpet. That's, of course, what Laurie Petty is is taking it as like he's having trouble because he says, uh, man, this is harder than I thought. And which I took to mean he's talking about acting. But she takes to mean that it's harder to say I love you than she thought. So she's kind of like wishful thinking on her part, huh? Yeah. 
But still, I've been like, I mean, I used to date Bodie, who is clearly not a pussy. So I'm not going to be with somebody who is. Now say what you need to say. (laughs) (laughs) Do you and Bodie want to Eiffel Tower me or what? Yeah. (laughs) I can't believe this is the first time uh, Eiffel Towering has come up this episode. That's right. That's totally. Jared, you fell off your game. Dude, I know, Aaron. That was tip of the hat to you that was great eiffel tower reference (laughs) ever since i found out what an eiffel tower was i thought about one every day (laughs) that's how you start and end every day eiffel tower she fires her gun at his pillow while he's sleeping and his only reaction is to wake up and say whoa Dude, that's Oscar worthy. (laughs) I think his eardrums are blown out at this point. It's fucking loud to shoot a gun. It was like a 38, I think. Let's all discuss about the fact that he just revealed to the guys that he's an FBI agent. Yeah. He ran up screaming, I'm an FBI agent. (laughs) He's just peacefully sleeping. (laughs) Yes. Yes. At Lori Petty's place, who he met all these guys through her. They know her. Bodie used to fuck her. And then he wakes up and she's got a gun in his face. And he's only slightly concerned about this. At the yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's like, yo, chill out. Hey, babe, let's go get some Chinese food. Maybe watch a movie. <laughs> he's like, there is a bomb on the bus. <laughs> it's a prequel in to speech. Matrix. <laughs> So, of course, uh, she doesn't want to hear what he has to say, but uh, I think she, what, she runs off? Is that right? Yeah, what's what's worse, to have somebody not tell you, like, they lied, the parents are dead, all this, but then you find out that this person's an FBI agent. So, you could maybe reason with yourself, like, I don't know, maybe there's a reason that I couldn't know all the information, or... Is it worse for someone to tell you they're an FBI agent and then you find out that he's just a guy that surfs? Like if the story is reversed, he's just decided to drop out of law school and surf, but he said he was an FBI agent. Oh, I think it's probably the latter, right? I mean, this feels like a question for you. Yeah. It seems like a relationship of stability and income. If it's a guy and the we find <laughs> out that the hot chick that we've been uh, sleeping with was lying and she's uh, an FBI agent, it's like, we don't care because so, you, you're, still, you're still hot. But what if, <laughs> what if the, the hot chick tells you she's an FBI agent and then you find cool. out she's not? Cool. Oh, yeah. Cool. It's going to be the same reaction regardless. So many questions. She could be in the FBI. She's a really good liar. That's awesome. Yeah. Babe, this is awesome. You're an FBI agent? You think you can get me one of those cards in case I ever get pulled over? (laughs) We can use this to get tables at restaurants. Like, you can just flash your badge. (laughs) I mean, I was going to break up with you tomorrow, but this just bought like another couple of weeks of dating because I have so many questions. I want to know what it was like at Quantico. I want to know how much of Special Agent Dale Cooper's character is real and how much is made up. I really just want to talk Twin Peaks. You only drink black coffee. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Is that a thing? So, but for you, Aaron, what, what, is the, what is the answer? Which is worse? I think definitely the latter. The latter being... I forget now. Yeah. I mean, there's, and now I'm thinking like, what if he said, I'm an FBI agent 
And then you find out he's not. He's a surfer who robs banks. Right. Yeah. Oh, that's worse, right? Well, I don't know. Is it? <laughs> again, you're asking me. And then again, for 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 the the guys like, and this is just like they've only been dating for like what a month. This like, is like an opportunity now for me to be a getaway driver. It's like uh, for the for the guys again. Like we don't we we're not going to be totally upset or torn apart by this. Okay, because they're like both in their twenties. It's like yeah, whatever, no big deal. <laughs> He'll just roll with the punches. Yeah, it's still, yeah. Uh, like, no, like for fall. her, I think I think the the deal is like it's Keanu Reeves. Like really, Lori. I mean, Lori isn't even like the hottest uh, starlet uh, out there. She's, I mean, she's cool. She's got like uh, she's got like great eyes in this movie. Like she's really got expressive hutspa. eyes. Yeah, she's got that. She's got that edge. Like I think she's really well cast. She feels like great for this role. But you know. She's with Keanu Reeves. She, she probably shouldn't be that upset. Dude, he's too. leading man material. My wife just saw We started watching the uh, Between Two Ferns movie oh. and stopped. It was not good. Like the, the shorts, like the things on YouTube are way better. The, I was just going to say it was like unfortunate because, I mean, I still think it's funny. But yeah, it was almost like you didn't, the behind the scenes stuff. Kind of ruins it. Yeah. Yeah, you just kind of like the just the bizarreness of uh, those shorts. But when she the scene where Keanu Reeves comes walking in, my wife just like inadvertently goes, "Whoa!" Like, who, who is that? Like, that's Keanu Reeves. She's like, "Yeah, he oh, is shit. gorgeous." He needs to keep his hair long. <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, see. And she was saying before, like, "Oh, he's nothing special." I'm like, "Are you sure about that?" I don't think you know who Keanu Reeves is. Like, Keanu Reeves is like the kind of guy that. I was telling her, like, he, him, Brad Pitt, they're like the guys that we as guys want to be. Yeah, and then true. for women, just like, are just, mm. it's like an Adonis. He has an Adonis quality for sure. Yeah. I mean, he did in this movie too. It's, he's definitely um, in that Between Two Ferns movie. He's looking exceptional. Oh, really? Okay. I thought so. Like, he's, he's looking a little better as he's getting older. Although I did love him in Speed, okay, had a huge crush on him in Speed, but um, he there's been times I've seen him too when he gets like too much facial hair going or something. It's or does like a weird mustache. Oh, if you think he's kind of aging like a fine wine, like George Clooney, then you gotta see John Wick. You'll love it. Okay, I think he's in like every scene or something. Like it's just a, it's like his story and the they're good action movies. They're good. I mean, I've only seen the one, but George Clooney's wine is starting to sour too. Oh no, (laughs) not like big time, but it's it's in its twilight years. Keanu's got plenty of time left. And speaking of which. When they go skydiving, which could cut your life short considerably, uh, although it's safer than bungee jumping, they are talking while skydiving, which is physically impossible. You're traveling at 120 miles an hour. Just want to put that out there. Did you research that? Uh, I may have done a little bit of research on that, but I heard that somewhere and I wanted to verify. I couldn't remember how fast you're traveling. I thought it was 90 miles an hour, but it's between like, yeah, 90 and 120. I used to have a motorcycle and yeah, when you go 90 without a windshield, it is fucking crazy uh, wind speed. So yeah, you can't, you physically can't talk. Dude, my dreams are crushed, man. That scene was iconic to me. Those are fun shots. Those are awesome. That is crazy good, fun filmmaking. 
the AVR dubbed it. I, I have written down here that for such a charismatic guy, Bodhi hangs out with some really annoying pieces of shit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, well, he does, but also you have to take into consideration that he's charismatic and all this, but then he is also like, he's a little strange himself. Even just when they're all sitting around and they're kind of breaking his balls about the 50-year swell. He's like one of these people, like he's about to start reading you your horoscope. and That's true. He's like, I can feel the energy over here and there, which is like, I'm not even necessarily dogging that, but like that kind of man, I could see a man acting like that could draw in some undesirables. I forgot. One That's of the true. guys who plays one of his friends, he, he was in an iconic uh, surf movie. He's a real surfer. He played a character called Turtle in North Shore. Oh, North Shore. I've heard of this. He's also a surf instructor. He he, he teaches, uh, you know, th- there's a surf movie. He'll teach uh, he'll teach the actors how to surf. He taught them lessons in North Shore. Or, I mean, Blue Crush. You'll catch a tube within a month. Yeah, you can get his number if you go to Valley Surf Shop. Oh, wow. There's the, the one guy that was one of the friends that Lori Petty references and says that he's, is, does she call him a seeker? Where she says he's like looking for the ultimate wave or whatever. The guy that gets shot in the bank with the blonde hair. Oh, yeah. The first guy who died. He was definitely in the running for me for the uh, my leading man in this movie. Oh, okay. I found oh. him attractive. You're Murray. <laughs> so you have to start calling him. <laughs> you're never gonna live that down you know we can't let you i'll take it he's my murray well we got to talk about that uh santa monica airport so then after they go skydiving and then they make uh utah join them in this bank robbery and of course this is the bank robbery where they go too far because they go for the vaults because Bodie is pushing the edge man he's going to the thrill. edge he's gonna go for that bigger wave and he's gonna go for the vaults and then everything goes bad and he's gonna wipe out essentially and then people get shot they get killed blah 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 and we're back at santa monica airport and this is where busey takes it (laughs) it takes like how many was it with a shotgun like several shots with a shotgun to the back oh i don't remember what the gun was once there once people start getting shot in movies it gets a little too violent and i like kind of don't watch it Oh, oh, well, then you might not like John Wick. <laughs> Holy shit. So many people get shot, but it's so awesomely choreographed. It's like a ballet. Um, but I, I did kind of notice how they're at the airport and this gunfight is going on, but there seem to be planes like still taxiing on the runway, kind of in the, the background. Yeah, well, the people on runway one have a vacation that they're going to. You can't be late. You know how much it is to charter one of those planes? They're having lunch with the bushes. Can't slow down for a little good. But this is pre-9-11. So yeah. that's why you can just you can just roll over the corpses on your on your takeoff and it's okay. <laughs> the people on the plane were shooting their guns out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they got cowboy hats. Yeah, they're just firing them up into the air. Yeah, yeah. this is this is fun, guys. <laughs> Do this more often. See, this is pre-9-11. You could do that. Pre-9-11 were great years. I know. The 90s, oh, mm. can't beat them. 9-11 ruined everything. <laughs> it really did. It was really a shame what Bin Laden did to us in our lives. Just such a bummer, man. That's the worst part. Dude, he bummed me out. <laughs> 
he really should have taken that into consideration. I was like super bummed. Yeah, me too. Because like I'd hear country music and it was really annoying. Oh my god, I fucking hate country music. And fuck that. Uh, I'm gonna ride my horse. In one town. What is that? Old country road or something. Oh my gosh, you don't understand. It's a piece of shit. I got into several debates yesterday with people over that song. It's horrible. It's awful. Trent Reznor helped write that thing. The what? music even itself. There is yes. nothing redeeming about it. It's garbage. I can't get beyond the fact that Trent Reznor was somehow involved with the creation of that fucking song. Dude, that makes me sad. Uh, it's tragic. Yeah, it is tragic. Just like when the planes allegedly crashed those buildings. <laughs> No, this is more tragic. We're still dealing with the aftershock of this one. So, we are almost there. Bodie jumps out. We got to talk about the scene where Bodie jumps out of the plane. Now, they make the getaway after they kill uh, Busey. Now, they're in the plane, and Bodie jumps out, leaves uh, Utah behind. Utah says shit a few times, and then jumps out of the plane after him without a parachute to catch up to him. It's the second time going skydiving and he's going to catch up to him which is also impossible he played in rose ball and fbi agent he can do whatever he wants and he's been getting laid regularly he's not sharing a bed with Busey anymore <laughs> he's upgraded in life do you think when he shared a bed with Busey, were they sleeping head to toe and is that worse than sleep can you tell the difference in the middle of the night no 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 they were they were spooning. The only question is who was Big Spoon, who was Little. Oh, I think it's pretty damn clear that Keanu was the Little Spoon. You think so? I feel like Busey's like, he's like, come on, just one little snug, <laughs> just for 15 minutes. <laughs> just until I fall asleep, come on. I'm going to tell you about the angels I saw after my motorcycle accident again. It's one one or the other. You choo- You pick your poison. Um... They, they land on the ground, and then uh, Bodhi gets picked up by the guy, the psychopath guy, uh, in the Jeep, and uh, Lori Petty is released. But I love the reunion between Bodhi and the guy in the Jeep. It's like this happy reunion. Hey, three of our closest friends are dead. How's it going? High They're fives. all dead, man. Everybody's dead. <laughs> yeah, and great. not only that, we're wanted by the FBI. Oh, yeah. Our lives our lives are going to be miserable. For We'll never stop looking over our shoulders. You're going to die in a bar in Mexico. We had, we had it all. And now we're just destroyed. High five. So it seems like... Utah has lost them, but he meets up with Bodie in the final scene in Australia, which yeah. is actually shot in Oregon, and arrests him before letting him go to catch one last wave. <laughs> uh, yeah, let's also talk about this before he sets him off on one last wave. Yeah. He's been hunting Bodie down. I'm going to get your ass. Oh, yeah. He knows. Where's he going? Big old motherfucking storm coming in. Every 50 years, we get one of these. Yep. So what am I going to wear? A denim outfit. <laughs> I didn't. I. That's a good point. That's a good point. <laughs> yeah, he goes down to the beach in this pouring rain. Uh, yeah, he's in denim. not just going to wear jeans on the bottom. I'm with him up on the top, too. Because <laughs> if there's tuxedo. one thing I know about denim, it gets really comfortable once it gets wet. Oh, man, it traps body heat, right? (laughs) I mean, what are you thinking, Johnny? Keanu has been 
surfing every day while tracking one of the United States most wanted men. That was a key plot point. How long have you been surfing? Every day. I mean, I admire it. I envy <laughs> it. I don't see how it's fucking possible. Plus, he's been globetrotting all over. And you you tell me every day you still manage to paddle out? Well, What's, yeah, if he's looking stuff? for him, he knows where he's going to be, man. He's going to be where the waves are. He just fucked his knee up again. But yeah, he's back out there. <laughs> oh, that's true. He blew out his knee. The, 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 other, the other part I, I need to mention out in this final scene in Point Break is that uh, uh, he's like one last wave. First of all, you, when you catch waves that big, you need a mini, you need a, what we call a gun. And that, that's, like, that's like a 30-minute paddle. <laughs> okay, this gets to my point. When we said we were doing this movie, I told you I have a big question about the end. This is like uh, uh, we've identified other plot points, potential plot holes in here. This one drives me crazy. And this one drove me crazy when I first watched it, which I guess was only last year. He finds him standing on the beach and Bodie says, I'm just waiting for my set. Yeah, 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 yeah. What yeah. the fuck are you going to do when you see your set coming? You're just going to wait for your set and then you're just going to watch it crash onto the beach. You're not going to be able to, you don't wait for your set out on the beach. You wait for it out on the water. Am I right? Yeah, exactly. Okay. I wasn't sure, Aaron, but I, I, I felt like I was sure, but Aaron, Jared's the expert. So, yeah, okay, that's why sometimes if I go to the beach, I just see them all chilling out in the middle. They're waiting for their set. Yeah, waiting for the waves. Yeah, you don't wait. You don't see them standing on the fucking beach yeah, holding their board. Definitely. It's not skimboarding, okay? And skimboarding, maybe we can do that. But okay, but we're not skimboarding. He's surfing out like if he's trying to surf this fifty storm with this fifty foot fucking wave, and he's just gonna sit there without a wetsuit on, <laughs> you know. And then he, we don't see the part where he takes the wetsuit and he does his forty minute paddle. Yeah, how long would it take to paddle the fuck out there? Dude, a long time. Jesus. Why would it take so long to do, to paddle out? You see that wave that <laughs> Bell's Beach? You're surfing fifty foot waves and you're do, and you're going paddle, not towing. Now, if you're towing, maybe it would take a little bit less longer. But you're going out in front of waves while they're crashing in you. They're pushing you back. He's having a board he can't even duck dive under, so he's got to like navigate his way through the shoulder. Okay. Oh yeah, yeah. He's got to go out to the outside, right? And try. And try I, I mean. When it's like four foot waves at Zuma, it can it can take me fifteen minutes to just paddle out there. Yeah, and it's like of course mine can't duck dive either, but yeah, it's it's insane. Okay, wow, I feel like there's nothing stopping me. I probably don't even need anybody to show me. I just get out there and know how to do it. <laughs> oh yeah, does he? Does every surfer go to their knee first and then to their feet? It's a very good question, Aaron. Thank you. So a lot of people when you, we teach. <laughs> It, 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 they're usually older or a little out of shape. I don't think I like your tone right now. <laughs> yeah. We'll have them right on their knees. It it's very improper technique. You want to be able to go on at least one knee if you're actually going to try to surf. You know, I mean, the proper is to jump up right away, but not everybody can do that. You don't want to use two knees. Oh, okay. Aaron, when you come down here, Jerry can give you a lesson. Yeah, I'll go for a lesson in surfing. There you go. We'll video it and post it on the uh, the website. Bandcast. And that's there's no way I'll allow that. <laughs> <laughs> Any other thoughts about this last scene? So, what do we think? He goes out. He paddles out into the wave, uh, as ridiculous as it seems. 
And then we see him wipe out. Ostensibly, we know that he's going to drown because he I can't be held in a cage, man. And Keanu Reeves is walking away and he tosses what his badge down because he's like, he's not coming back. Like, super cool ending because Keanu has gone from a square FBI agent to now he's cool because he's, he's not gonna, unemployed. He's not going to work. He's not unemployed, not going to work for the man anymore. But, uh, you spend all this time trying to catch this person and then just to let him go. And now what? Like, what good have you fucking done? <laughs> the guy killed people in a fucking bank. Right. You let him die out in the ocean, too. And you didn't get your man. You fucked up twice over. Any final thoughts on uh, Point Break? Just overall in general, what do you guys think? How did you guys feel about this movie? Oh, when I first saw The President's Mask, my dad rented it when I was a little kid. The, the President's Mask really scared me. Then when I saw it when I was later, I was like, yo, this is ridiculous. It's so funny. And then when I got older, I'm like, yo, this movie's cool again. It is uh, alluring. I mean, it moves really fast. I mean, there really aren't any slow spots. Keanu's like the dullest part, but it is. Yeah, we pointed out plot holes and stuff like that. But at the same time, you just kind of forgive them because it's just so fast moving Swayze is so just fun to to watch on screen he's so charismatic and Busey is there being his Busey self it is and it's had some great action scenes and I'm not even an action person it wasn't a chore at all to rewatch it it was there was stuff that I had forgotten about in there but overall what I didn't forget was that chicken line as soon as he said it I was like oh <laughs> That's pisses so me yeah, off because I that. just wish there would be a place that would come out with like you can go buy a bucket of chicken skins Ooh. and you don't even get weighed down by any of the meat you just eat all the skin and it's crispy I just want the whole skin and not have to share <laughs> I want the whole skin and I don't want to have to share with anybody else I just want to present a chicken that's been skinned this is very similar to what Ed Gein used to say <laughs> You know what? I just figured out. I'll just give the pretext of, listen, I take the skins off a chicken, same as Keanu in Point Break. It's not healthy, and I'm not going to serve. I care about you people too much to be serving you this. You just We're not eating skins on the chicken tonight, guys. I'm sorry. And you know what? You got nothing to apologize for. I'm in the corner of the kitchen late at night. All the lights are out. Just shoveling down the skins. Okay. Well, now now you might have something to apologize for. <laughs> <laughs> I spoke too soon. <laughs> so that's my final thought. <laughs> I think, you know what? I think that's a great place to leave it. It all comes back to the chicken skins. If there's one thing to remember, most people, when they talk about this movie, they do talk about the chicken skins. <laughs> <laughs> And I mean, I was taken aback when you brought this up at the top of the show, and uh, I'm still a little baffled. (laughs) I don't know as much about surfing as you guys, but I know chicken skin. Dude, my mind's blown. (laughs) All right. Well, um, thanks for uh, tuning in, everybody. And uh, if people want to find out more about you, Erin, where can they find you? They can find me on Facebook at Erin Marie Minogue, and they can find me on Instagram at Erin Minogue. All right, great. And Jared, where can people find out more about you? I'm on Twitter, but I think I'm getting rid of it again. Uh, you know, I just, you know, I got an argument. So I'm, I ah. wanted to let it, let it last a week, then get rid of it. Okay. 
All right. Well, for another week, and uh, so that'll be the week that I'm editing this show. So by the time this goes up, there will be no more Jared Levin lost on Twitter. And then I'll probably end up reactivating it again. You know how that But he'll goes. be back. He'll never get rid of it. Too. Not fully. As we learned in our final uh, tw- Stranger Things Season 3 wrap-up, because it has the text messages from China. <laughs> And if you want to find out more about this show, head on over to bandcast.com. If you want to follow us, follow us at bandcast. Um, And of course, you can check out bandcast.com for our other show series, Stranger Things and Game of Thrones. And we'll be back with you next week with our mini episode telling you what movie we're going to watch next. Thanks so much for listening, everybody. 